Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hello, property magicians. Welcome to episode 62. Ah. Wow, today I can't believe what episode 62 means on. It's Love insane. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. before we even start, we forgot that we we haven't made this announcement. So before we even introduce ourselves or say anything, Property Magicians Podcast is now available on iTunes and Spotify. Again. <laughs> the Property Magicians podcast is available on iTunes and Spotify, and we will try to make this announcement every time. So if you're listening yep. to us on Podbean and you would rather listen on iTunes and Spotify, hop on over, go to uh, property Ma- search Property Magicians. We ask one thing, though, that on iTunes, you leave us a review, you rate us, and thank you very much. So. Without further ado, let us yep. introduce ourselves. Absolutely. My name, my name is Vangile Makoka. I am your host for the show. With me is my co-host. Hi there. I am Dr. Miranda. I'm prop doc, doc mom on all the platforms: Facebook, on Insta, on Twitter. And follow us, please. I am a mentor, a property mentor for beginners. Um, in which you stay for 16 weeks on a mentorship session and I help you set the goal and choose your personalized investment strategy and show you how to identify and find cash flowing deals. This is what I do. Nice. Lovely. So what I do is you can find me as Vangile Makwakwa on Instagram and Twitter and then under Wealthy Money on Facebook. Join the Wealthy Money Facebook group. That's where Mizo and I are most of the time. And um, I help uh, women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that Mm -hmm. they can fall in love with their bank accounts, uh, increase income and live their best lives. Mm -hmm. So... You guys know what we do. Let's tell you, just to give you a sneak peek into today's episode. Mm -hmm. Today we Mm -hmm. have Kakti Sam Gurram, right? Um, She is amazing. So um, Kakti Sam is a town planner and she's also a property investor, a beginner property investor. And Wow. So she took us through some really critical things. Like she was amazing, wow. right? <laughs> yeah. So she, she was um, really, really she's really incredible. You guys are yeah, in for a treat. For a treat. And I for my for my mentees and potential mentees in the future, if you are listening to this and you are interested in one of the property strategies called the multi-let um strategy mm-hmm. where you buy more than one door to rent out you will want to listen to this this is mm. your podcast about rezoning why rezoning yeah. why it exists and why we do it and why you have to have your multi let legally zoned so that you mm-hmm. can run a business for many many years because mm-hmm. i was so generous with this and town planning is something that again 
the type of English that gets hidden all over the place. Everybody <laughs> into property. You know how I don't like the word into property. Into property. <laughs> When you are a property investor, can you just run a business? Don't be into property as if it's a fashion statement of the moment or something like that. I'm into jeans and then you make <laughs> we are investors here. So let's learn about rezoning and town planning mm. and why it is important for our yes. property portfolios. Shall we do it yes. then? This was the most yes. amazing. Let us do this. This was incredible. Let's go for mm -hmm. it. Welcome, Kakwisa. So nice to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kakwisa, again for saying yes and for finding us. Um, I hope you're going to share a lot about yourself and educate <laughs> some because that's what we do on this podcast. Mm, Shall yeah. we go then? Yes, so Kakusa, tell us who you are. And also, she just said something that she found out about. Um, she connected with me through Nombeliso in Cape Town. So tell us where you live, what you do. How do you know Nombeliso? Now you're going to just blast her on the Property Magician podcast as well. <laughs> if she knows me. <laughs> okay. Uh, exactly, Um Okay, my name is Takusa, of course, and my surname is Ngurwa. Um, I'm based okay. in Cape Town, and mm -hmm. by profession, I am a town regional planner. I'm into the space mm -hmm. of, of, of built environment and also mm -hmm. in the space of um, construction as well. Um, mm -hmm. um, I'm also having a page in property, um, property to call Property Talk, where we engage in matters related to property industry, town planning related issues, because that's where my expertise are. And yeah, um, I'm a very positive person, bubbly person, love to interact with people and love to, to inspire and to, to, to give out knowledge to people. That's, that's who Kakisa is. And yeah, I'm, I'm a very positive person and, and I'm happy that I'm in the space to come and share who I am and what do I do? You know, it, I'm hoping that it will have a positive impact, whoever that will be watching, you know, this broadcast. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Kakusa, that's such that's such an interesting. Oh, sorry, thing. I didn't. I didn't say how. Sorry, I didn't say. Sorry to cut you. I didn't say <laughs> how. I know no Beliso. <laughs> no Beliso. I know her from Cape Town. We used to go to the same church in Langa. Um, wow. She was think, one of the ladies that were part of the ministries there. So for me, I was wow. just uh, a person that's a church goer there, but I knew her because she was in the forefront of the church. So yeah, wow. that's how I know her. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, small world, right? We, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it really is. Kakusa, tell us, you, this is very interesting about the town planner. But let me just ask you a personal question about property. When did you buy your first property and why? Did you even know that it's a piece of investment? Were you buying it with that sense in mind? Yeah, um, I bought my first property. I think it was around um, 2018. Mm. And... 
take getting to that decision, obviously it was not an easy decision because right. uh, previously to that, I I was in debt, you know, yeah. and it, it was it was it was tough for me to get into the property space. Absolutely. Because everybody everybody knows that for you to be able to qualify for a home loan, your credit record should be in, in good state. So, so I, I actually had to first uh, resolve all those debt issues for me to 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 venture into property into property uh-huh. investment. Mm-hmm. So that was so when I was able to settle that, and then I, then I was in a position then to to start investing into property. So it was never an, an easy process for me because mm-hmm. I, it had to, for something to happen before I can even get into the investment side of, of property. So, yeah. Mm, that is so interesting. So can you tell us a little bit about your debt journey? Because I know that there are people listening in that also feel like I can't get into property because I'm in debt. What are some things that you did? What were the mindset shifts that you had to go through? What were some of the behavioral shifts you had to go through? Um, yeah, what are some hacks? <laughs> yeah, such a good question, Ben. Thanks. For it's that. a very, it's a very good, it's a very good question, and and I'm I'm willing to share that information. Uh, first and mm. foremost, you know, before when you when you find yourself into debts, it's a decision yeah. that you have taken to lead you to that position, and it's only yeah. you yourself that can be able to take yourself out of that whole situation. Okay. So it's, it's, it's those uh, past decisions that, um, that was not responsible enough for me to finding myself into debt and mm. having a debt of around 265,000 rands yeah. mm. at that point. And it had to 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 come from myself that for me to be able to move out of this hole that I've taken myself into, yeah. I need to 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 forgive myself and mm. and and know that mm. I am the only person that is able, you know, to to save herself out of this whole situation. Can I just so, pause you for five seconds to say you said yeah. something so powerful? You said I had to forgive myself. You know, yes, like there's a whole theory from Michael Beckwith and he says um, part of why people remain in debt is that they haven't forgiven. So debt is also a sign of a lack of forgiveness either for other people or for ourselves. Yes. That we haven't, like we have grudges that we hold towards others or towards ourselves. So it creates yeah. debt. So what yeah. you've just said yes. is so, so powerful. Mm. Yes. Of course, because when you're not forgiving yourself, you don't want to confront the the, the situation oh, yes. because oh you, know, you become in you, you become in denial that you're yes. actually yes. in death. Yes. And you are scared yes. even to confront that situation. Yeah. So f- the point of forgiving yourself is that okay, I've met this mess mm. and mm. I am the only person that is able to take yourself out of this whole situation. So mm. then now it's when now you start to, to strategize in terms of how mm. are you going to get yourself out of this mess? Ooh, so wow, that is the point that I had to reach. And that's the point that I had to reach so that I'll be able yeah. to, to move out of this whole situation so that 
for the next five to three years, you know, I'm, 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 I'm preparing myself, getting out of this debt so that mm. in the next years, I'm able then to invest. So yeah. one of the things that I, that's one of the things that I had to do at that point is like, okay, let me draw up a list of the debts that I have and how much are they taking out of my, 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 my disposal income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have, to, I had to draw, I, I draw that list and obviously you have to then to call, to, 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 to contact the creditors so mm. that you make an arrangement to say, okay, mm. based on what I owe, this is mm. how much I can afford. And for this mm. period, so those mm. are the conver- so you have to reach out because mm. the minute you don't reach out, it's, this thing is going to swallow you. You know, and you're yes. going to find yourself in a worse, more situation. So that those are the decisions that I had to, to I had to take at that point. And thank God because those decisions that is they they have led me to be in this position now that I am debt free, and the only debt that I have is the bond. So, so that is the that is the whole process of me because it was not easy because it's a back and forth it's a back and forth yeah. process yeah. you have to swallow your pride and it's not easy to actually to make that call you know even to confront your creditors to say okay no i've messed up i've not been paying for more than 10 months this yeah. is the situation what arrangements can i make with you so that i can be able to cover the debt and be able at the end of the day Amen. to settle the debt yeah so that is the process yes. that's some of the pro that's some of the process that i had to undergo yes there's a I lot like of, of, wow. of 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 the of, of the back and forth communication and so forth with the creditor mm-hmm. so that at the end of the day because anything that you have to do anything decision that you have to take into your life you know it's your decision that you have taken it's you mm-hmm. it's yourself mm-hmm. that you will mm-hmm. be able to take yourself out mm, of that. To take yourself Nobody out. else. Yeah. Mm. I, you are yeah. the solution to your problems, actually. I like yeah. that very much. Like this, because yeah. also, I don't know about you, but when I found myself in debt and, and I was getting swallowed by my debt, my biggest one was self-flagellation. You know how you just feel like, oh, man. Yeah. And you are constantly regretting yeah. and you spend too much time in that zone of regret yeah. rather than more time in planning how to get out, which is yes. why most people don't even leave. The for- they, they don't even get to forgiveness. Yeah. So spend too much time there. That is yeah. such a powerful thing to say uh, about, about self-forgiveness. Mm. Yeah, well, yes, I then. think some people just jump straight to forgiveness without really understanding what it is that they are without acknowledging their emotions. Because I think for me, it's like the thing that crippled me when I was in debt was the shame. You know, all the stories of she's a graduate, she studied in the US, she's got her master's. Look at her. And then like, yo, if people should find out that shame was crippling me. You know, so even calling the creditors, it was like, I would even think, what will they think about me? Now I have to admit. That was was so, so difficult. 
yeah so yeah like i could not jump straight to forgiveness with that i had to oh my gosh shame yeah Mm. that's such a power now let's just come back to this property and interesting thing when you introduced yourself you said you're a town regional planner what is the town regional planner and what does the service of a town regional planner, how does it fit into real estate and how does it fit into a property investor? What do I use you for? What is Oh, okay. Okay, a town planner, um, our role is to plan, it is to manage, it is to bring about controls into the land space. Meaning that it's into the urban space. You know, where you live, that space, that's urban area. Mm. And also do manage as well with rural space because now we have a new act that mandates that uh, rural areas must also form part of the planning. um, Planning. Yes, Mm. of the planning spectrum. So we, our role therefore is to um, establish and provide regulations that will bring about controls of how your space, Use your parcel land. of land parcel, you can utilize and how you're going to develop it. So we'll have okay. something called land developmental rights for every property in okay. South Africa. It has developmental rights that have been created or being established by the municipality through their yeah. policy processes. So whereby it will tell you that in your property, this is one to entry that is allowed. This is how you can develop your property. You have these building lines. You have this developmental rights. You can only have a residential property there. If you want to have a a business, you have to apply to the municipality. And also it gives, also there's something that we also develop as well called a spatial development framework, whereby we plan for the whole entire area to say these are the developments that we propose that should come into that area to boost the, 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 the area the as also to move the economy exactly and also the property value of those areas. So it, oh. in fact, we are trying to also to bring about investment because any area to grow, it needs capital investment. Yeah. So mm. that is so that is our role as planners that we plan. Oh, I see. That's we, how we, we know that there's a there's a there's a shopping mall that's coming. There's a school. This is designated for school. This is designated for for hospital or whatever in an area. Yes. Mm. So okay. that is. But for however planners get, there are different sectors of planners. You know. Okay. We, Yes, we have uh, planners that focuses on the land use management that is focusing on the developmental controls of an area mm, where they okay. set the rules and regulations in terms okay. of how you can utilize your, 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 your right of land use. And right. also we have planners that focuses on spatial development framework. Ah, so mm. those are planners that then they space, they plan spatially in terms yeah. of how you know this area can develop what type of mm. land uses what type of development that we want to see in this area you know yeah. i mean as you can see that planners are involved when it comes to even at the time of the apartheid era 
we, we see that the, our, our most areas in South Africa, they are, we see the legacy of apartheid where you see the townships are located at the outskirts of the city. And then the mm. everything, exactly. So that is the work sure. of the planet because we decide in terms of, in this area as far, we want to see settlement. Wow. We want to see the settlement, you know, we want to go and build houses there. So those, that wow. is, that is then developed into the spatial development framework of the area. Hence, it's always important when we, when we, when we develop this framework, that the community becomes part and parcel of that. Because remember, yeah. whatever that you're going to bring to that area, it will somehow impact you, you know, in a way or in the other. Mm -hmm. So that is That's the cool. role of, of town planners. And how do you fit into real estate is that, remember yeah. that in a real estate, before they can sell the house to anybody, they need to understand yes. what, is this how what are the rights of this house? Is of that this it's house. a residential? Yes, it's a residential mm -hmm. property, and mm -hmm. the rest of this property is that you can only allow it to, to be a dwelling house, not a business. So you'll find that yeah. other people they'll want to buy a house to turn it to a business. So a real estate has to be informed in terms of to say to this to the buyer that for what you're buying. The, the, the business that you want to, to operate in this, it's not allowed based on the regulations that are imposed into that property. I hear you. And also, mm. the real estate, we, if they work hand-in-hand with town planners, the real estate are able even to advise the buyer to say, you know what, in the next two years, there is a shopping mall that is planned into the, this area. Mm. There is maybe institution that is going to be developed in the mm -hmm. next five years because that's what the spatial development framework called STF indicates mm -hmm. that this mm -hmm. area this is the direction that is going to so that is how we then we we will relate and 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 interact with, with the with the real estate agents wow oh, man wow I like so that. Mm -hmm. i wow this is so fascinating i had no clue that town planners decide that so is it town planners that decide um the zoning rights of a property yeah correct they use that okay. we decide that we decide that. that in this yeah. let's say if it's a it's a, it's a block of a street mm -hmm. they will decide that in this block you okay. only want to see a residential mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. and then we can also decide on the other you know, end of, of the area, we want to see businesses. So the yes. businesses can be in the forefront of the, of, of the, of the suburb when you just ah. enter into the suburb. And then the yes. residential should be yes. in the back. So I have seen that. that. The, mm. Yeah. Okay. So that's the role so, of the town plan. So is that why most town planners end up working for municipalities? Because they are there to interpret the regulations or whatever the town planning strategic plan of that of that particular municipality isn't it yes okay. yes yes that's, right. that's yeah most town planners we work at them but they are also obviously on the private sector on, what yeah, do they the do what they do they the do ones? in the private sector like how do they work with real estate investors in the private sector because i'm trying to think what you've yeah. just described for us is with planning entire towns, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why are they working mm. privately with real estate investors? 
the, the private town planners, um, I think one, because I've never worked for a private, but with my knowledge is that the private town planners in the, in the space of the private sector is um, yeah. what they do is they actually assist developers in terms of um, making sure that the, 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 the land accommodates the type oh. of development they want. Because remember, yeah. if let's say there's a, you want to build units, maybe say 200 units. So you have to yeah. buy yeah. a big piece of, you have to buy a big piece of land. And yeah. for yeah. you to have those units, that piece of land has that be um, changed in such a way that it accommodates the type of development that you want. Yeah. It has to be subdivided. It has also, wow. have to have to, to develop a plan like a layout plan, a conceptual plan that will show at yeah. the end of the day, this is the type of development um, that the, the developer wants to bring into that particular site. So the oh. role of a planner in that private sector, they will do that, they will compile that application that will be submitted to the municipality to prepare the land for the development. Oh. Yeah, wow. I love that. So that's exactly so for me and do, do town are there lots of town regional planners that um that are females are there does every every municipality have several town planners in your knowledge that is or how does it work is it a rare skill it is a rare skill and generally in built environment um there's a, there's, there's still a, a few females in the industry it's mostly dominated by men. So it's something that we as planners, we need to advocate to, 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 so that women can also you know, come into this industry and not be skeptical to, to, to join the built environment because yes, it is a male dominated mm -hmm. industry. And even if you go to the boardroom, even if you go to the boardrooms, you will find more, there are more males than females. So, but mm -hmm. I think it's, it's, it's more of how do we, uh, bring out the, the word to, to people to, to get yeah. excited about the field. Because you find yeah. that others, they don't even know that there is a town, something called town planning there. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's all about us advocating it and, and having such platforms, you know, talking about yeah. what is really town planning is all about. So that mm. people can, can be excited and have, have the appetite, you know, to, to, oh. to also study this, 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 this field and this course. Mm -hmm. Then at the end of the day, we can have more females come into the industry. But generally, yes. the built environment is, is male-dominated and there's still that opportunity for women to, to come in and be and, 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 and part of, of, of the field. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do, do so students require... Sorry, sorry, Van. So mm -hmm. do students require to be uh, pre-qualified to enter the field? Where do they study? And what, what are the special prerequisites to, to, to enter the field of town planning? I know it wasn't in the questions, but just interesting because we are listened to by various uh, audiences here. Oh, okay. Um, for town planning, you know, um, obviously you need first to have a metric. Um, you have to pass your metric. Mm. That is, you need to have maths. I think um, it's maths and physics, okay. geography. Mm. But but mostly, I think it's 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 maths and and geography. 
geography mm. yeah, geography okay. and there are there are there are few institutions in 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 my country south africa that mm. offers the the the, the town planning course it's mm. a, it's wow. uj I think it's, it's Cape Town, which is the CPUT, UCT, University of 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 Johannesburg, mm-hmm. as well as Converts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to name the few Northwest University, Limpopo as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's quite a, a few a few institutions that offer this this course, and uh, and um, I think what is important is that when you get into the field. Obviously, they will teach you the urban design side of the course because for for the for a planner, you need to understand when you when you receive a plan, how do you read the plan and interpret the plan? So it's it's one of the courses that they will offer you there. As well, also they will there will be a theory side of the course where they will um, teach you about um, city planning. How do you plan a city? You know, mm. how do you how how do you integrate the rural and urban areas you know how to integrate the the poor and the rich they have in the north so those are the t- by the time when the time I was studying it those are the things that we were taught you know the city planning the rural planning you know the the urbanization densification you know because okay. now we are moving towards um the density densif- the densification side of things so those are the exciting um modules that you might find in 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 the course in the course thank you for that let's go oh wow so guys we had paused a little bit we are back on I'm in lockdown. Let me just explain a little bit. I'm in lockdown and I'm going through some lockdown issues. Week five, my brain is <laughs> starting to feel the toll. <laughs> so, yeah. Kakusa, thank you for bearing with us. Um, okay, so can you please, I, I always hear people talk about res one, res two, in terms of zoning yeah. and all the various res numbers. What does that mean? Could you please educate us? Because I'm sure that there's other people that are like me. What and I the just hell? Like, what what yeah. is going on here? All I know is that res three means that I can do a multi-lip. So multi-lip. that's the one I need to focus on. <laughs> okay, let me add a question on this. Thank you so much for asking that. That's such a good question. We just had a background chat about that. And why does take so long to rezone just yeah. cover that and what are the processes involved in in deciding the res one to res whatever hundred it yeah. is um <laughs> thank you for for doing this for for, for our listeners and ourselves <laughs> it's a pleasure <laughs> i enjoy talking about planning um okay let's start with the res one then. Mm. that every municipality should have okay. something called a zoning scheme. Okay. So a zoning scheme, so it's a document, you can call it a legislative document that mm. um, gives or illustrates in terms of what are the land use regulations or controls yeah. that are imposed in that particular area for each and every area mm. that within that municipality. 
So that scheme, it's called a lender scheme, that scheme then gives um, sort of guidelines in terms of say, if a piece of land is located in a certain area, in, a, in let's say area B. So for that yeah. whole area, it's only residential one. So others will say res one. Res one means a residential one. And okay. then we have a residential two. And each and every zoning, because res one represents a zoning. So each and every zoning will have its, you will have its own regulations. You'll find mm -hmm. that in that particular scheme, res one is defined as a residential zone one. And in this residential zone, mm -hmm. what is allowed in that residential zone one is a dwelling house. Mm -hmm. okay. And also as well, and under that dwelling house, these are the building lines that are prohibited, that, that are permitted, sorry, in that particular uh, area. So for instance, you'll find that they will say that the straight building line is, is, is five meters. So from mm -hmm. the front to, the, to your building, you allowed five, you can build up to five meters. And then we have a side building line, we also have a bank building line. And further, ag again, under that same residential one, it will also tells you that these are the type of land uses that are allowed. Like you'll find that, okay, for you to, 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 to build, let's say you buy a property, a, a site, it's a vacant site and it's a residential one. Mm. So based on the zoning scheme, what, what is auto, uh, automatical right is a dwelling house. You don't have to apply for it. You can go ahead and build. However, mm. there will be a secondary right. So a secondary right will mean that then this right, it's not automatically given to you. You will have to apply for it to the municipality mm -hmm. for you to be able to exercise this right. So those are the things that you'll find in a zoning scheme. Mm -hmm. And then others will find that there's also a business one, business two. So it's a categories that we use to define zoning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what is, I keep hearing about res three. So tell us what, what zoning should we look for if we want to do multi -lets? when we want to do mixed use um mixed use like we want to do commercial and residential or if we just want to do commercial so there's three different types multi-lets mixed use and commercial okay also to clarify any that um the zonings in it, the, the scheme will differ from municipality to another municipality. You'll find ah, that yeah. if maybe yeah. the scheme is in, in Gauteng, it's in, yeah. in the municipality, what do you call it? The city of Johannesburg. Their yes. scheme will have different categories different. when it comes mm -hmm. to ah, the zonings. And then oh, if, wow. if, there's, if, there is a, if there's a scheme, let's say in, in Cape Town, the city of Cape Town, they have their own categories Define a zoning is zoning categories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even so, though it's I mean, things that are so close to each other. City of Tobek, close to the eastern, close to Eguruleni. Eguruleni has got its own um, zoning scheme because mm -hmm. necessarily um, the Eguruleni um, vicinity has got so many industries and it's got the airport and 
So it's its zoning scheme is, is, is a little bit uh, different from the city of Joburg because it allows certain things that in the city of Joburg they find ridiculous. So it's been very <laughs> that yeah. Yay. So it's, it's, such, it's such a good point to raise though. Thank yeah. you. For, mm -hmm. So continue. And, Tell us why okay. it takes so long and yes. what are the things that they are looking for when they are rezoning. Not and. Can we can we as normal residents impact on the zoning at all, or is it cast in stone once it's set that way? It's set that way. Mm, good question, Lisa. <laughs> so what normally takes long is that remember that uh, based on the scheme, it will have set of standards and conditions yeah. for mm. for any application or for any rezoning application to be approved yeah. by the municipality. So okay. they will have their standards and condition to say that, for instance, they will say that before, if you maybe you are changing a zoning from agriculture to, let's say, a res three, which, mm. which normally becomes a mixed use development or it's a high mm. density development. Mm. So because you are changing this use that was used for agriculture purposes, you want now to use it for, for residential development, then we will mm. want this certain type, this certain certificates or certain reports oh. that will give you a permission for you to be able to develop into that land. Oh my god. So for instance, mm. for out, let's say most of sites in South Africa that are at the outskirts of a municipality, they're always associated to being agriculture. So yeah. I'm a small so, yes. So let's say oh. you want to build a let's want you want to build a shopping mall. Yeah. So mm. for you to be able to to build that commercial development there, you need right. to first to change that current zone because it doesn't allow you because agriculture means that it's only for farming purposes. Yeah. So yes. you need to then yes. to change. You need to change that. And one of the regulations that are there for agriculture is that. If you are going to change the, 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 the existing use from agriculture to a mix to any development, let's say yeah. it's a mixed mm -hmm. development, you say in that mixed development, you'll have a shopping center, you'll have certain types of land uses. So that means that yeah. for you to have those parcels, those type of land uses, they must be subdivision somehow. Yeah. Because wow. yeah. So there is a section, there's an act that's called Section 70 of 70. Where it's, it gives um, the the, min, the minister a right to give permission to anyone who wants to subdivide um, agricultural land. So for you then oh. to be able to exercise that right, you need first to get a permission from the minister of, of land of land and and reform. I think land mm. and so it's a new it's got a new name now: agriculture of land and reforming and development yeah. that yes then you have to get that permission and also mm -hmm. it will you will have to do if you say let's say it's a it's a mixed use development there's residential units there's commercial there's restaurant all of that then you will need then to have some sort of a general plan of that mm. area mm. so those also their processes you can't just go to it it's a very general just tomorrow i want this plan Okay, you have yeah. to apply for it. So hence, but, it takes oh, wow. longer. But with, the, but with the new act of planning, 
you based on that, we need then to set a period in terms of what is the turnaround period for applications to be approved. So that will yeah. be found in the bylaw of the municipality. For the reason for any land development application, the municipality is given 12 months to take a decision. So if oh, the municipality wow. does not take a decision within the within the 12 months, then the applicant has the right to challenge any decision that comes out of that application, either if it's not favorable, because they were not under hearing oh, wow. their own conditions. But before oh, wow. other municipalities, it could even take five years. But now with the new act, you can't take more than what you have stipulated into your into your oh. into your bylaw for the time frames of assessing yeah. development That's application. Yeah. So there's a lot. And okay. if, for instance, if it's in, let's say it's it's even also, in most areas like Northern Cape, they 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 are dynamite and 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 um, issues of mining, you know, rights and all of that. Yes. So there they, they will also be a requirement that you need to get um, a consent or something from min, from the min, Department of Minerals, so that we know mm-hmm. that the whatever houses that you're going to build, the ground, you know, is stable. It won't, you know, it won't oh, impact yeah. the development. Oh, so those, yeah. I think, so there's a lot of 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 things that you need to 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 have mm-hmm. before you submit. Yeah. There's also traffic impediment assessment. There's ROD's. Mm-hmm. There's a lot oh. of those things depending on this, the, the the regulations of your municipalities. And you'll, you'll be getting, like, for instance, if you get submit an application, you want to submit an application, they will give you a form where they will tell you these are the documents, the necessary documents that, that needs to be attached into your application. So it will be motivation, it will be a path attorney, it will be a title deed, it will be a whole lot of things. So it's not going to yeah. take you a month to yeah. get those. It can take you some time because also the other Yes. Oh, okay, yes. that makes sense. Who are these people that we are paying that we are paying for rezoning and why why is it so expensive? Are we paying a levy to the municipality or is it who 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 where does all this money go to year rezoning taxation? There is money that, that that you have to pay for your consultant. It's it's it is the same as any other professional that you will have to appoint. You know, for you to get a service, you need to 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 pay for that service. So, template is you yeah. know affiliated to a a, a council mm-hmm. professional council body. So, yeah. and they are registered. Yeah. They are registered. So for. Mm-hmm. In those registration, they they are they are what you call it standards that will say that okay for a town planner this is how much they can charge um, to provide a service per hour. So others wow. they will stick they will stick to those to those charges. Others they will be fair enough to say okay this is how much I will charge. And also you and also in the municipality there are fees. That needs to be paid as well for you to submit mm. the application. Okay. So you have to pay your consultant. You have to pay also the, the submission of the application. Absolutely. So they call them the levies. It can be said oh, wow. developmental developmental mm. levies. 
that you have yes. to pay. So other municipalities, they differ in terms of the charge of those levies. Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This is really, really fascinating. So, Kakusa, we had actually invited you over to talk about your journey as a real estate investor. We, but we've ended up doing town planning, which often happens in this podcast. So, I just wanted us to just go back and maybe just get a sense of your journey as well as a real estate investor, because you also give... Yeah real estate investing information on your Instagram account. So we wanted to get the background information on where you're at as an investor. So you told us about the first property. Did you buy it for investment purposes or were you buying it just for yourself to live in? No, I was, I was buying it for investment purposes. It was, okay. um, yeah, it was a, it's a one, one, one bedroom apartment. Okay. Yeah. And where did you buy? Where is it located? Uh, please tell us, uh, like, how's it cash flowing? Is it cash flow positive? How you, uh, yeah, just that. <laughs> okay. Um, it's located in Pretoria. Ah. And the cash flow, yeah, the rental, I've, I've got a tenant. Thank God that uh, I managed to secure a tenant for the unit because I know it's one of the things that can be frustrating. When you when you invest in mm. property that you don't get a tenant, you know, for yeah. your unit. Yeah. So it, so for me, I was fortunate enough to get a tenant. So it is cash flow positive. Mm. It, it is cash flow positive, mm-hmm. especially now that the interest rates have dropped. So there is a bit of you know profit anyana yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's so far so good. That's awesome. And, and yes. Mm. And I do say, and how are you managing from Cape Town? Really? Yes. Yes. So um, I'm managing it from, I'm not actually managing it myself. Um, I've appointed an agent to manage the the property because I know managing a property is not, it's it's headache, you know, for based on experience, (laughs) based on my experience. So I, I opt to, to get an agent to manage it. So, manage it. yeah, I'm, I'm happy for that. I interrupted yeah. you. You were beginning to say, and since the the, the, the interest rate has gone down, the, and you've also noticed some capital growth, meaning, just, just for the benefit of our podcast listeners, what do you mean Me- you've noticed some capital growth? Meaning that... Uh, Based on what I've paid for and what is it now, there is growth in, in terms of value because yeah. uh, I've, I've, I've checked it um, uh, with the property values of how much it is at this point. Mm-hmm. So I see that there is a positive growth in the property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is the reason why the podcast exists for, for yeah. property investors. When you are buying, you are buying either for just cash flow sometimes but in Gagusa's case, he's bought for cash flow and there's been capital growth. Uh, presumably, mm-hmm. the, 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 the unit is in a, in a place where appreciation is happening, which is great. Yeah. And Gagusa, have you got the second property yet? Yes. Okay, tell yeah, us a little a second about plan. that. How many properties do you have? So far, I have two properties, but um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm busy 
in the process of buying another okay. one <laughs> hopefully nice <laughs> so, so so hopefully yeah so hopefully it's, it's gonna come right at the end um yeah. the one that i'm staying now it's it's a primary resident oh, okay. um, it's a primary resident so yeah but mm. the next obviously will be again uh property investment it will be a, a rental investment yeah okay Fantastic. Fantastic. We yeah, love this, this very much. Mm -hmm. We loved and it. This was our town planning episode. Nizo and I have been wanting to do one forever, you guys. So you don't <laughs> know how hard we, like we have a whole town planner guest story, <laughs> but we found the perfect guest. So thank you, Kakusa. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm enjoying the conversation. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really love the fact that also you are a natural teacher in this in in this mm. instance. Katusa, tell mm. me the challenges or the horror stories of 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 people that you've heard that have bought pieces of land. Can you share one or two stories that you've heard that that makes town planning so critical that people need to understand mm. what are the two biggest stories that you've just said there and think mm. oh if this person had known me before this you know yeah okay okay i'm, I'm um one of the one of, of of the stories that i can share uh as a person bought um a property and their title dead conditions and people they don't understand the the the, the importance of of a title deed, you know. Mm. So um, so this person bought the property and only to find out these are restrictive conditions in that title deed, and that will that will limit the person somehow developing fully utilizing his property. Okay, so. Can I just own myself in here? Can I raise my hand and say that I almost yeah. made this mistake? <laughs> and it was a coach that has stopped us from moving forth and said, you cannot yeah. move forward until you've looked until. at the title deed. Amiza yeah. knows this whole story. Like we <laughs> haven't seen the title deed, but we're in it because the yeah. property pricing is great and everything. So Please yeah. just explain the importance of the title deed and the restrictive conditions. Yeah. Because honestly, even though I do this work, I have coaches, I I have even Miso. I was like, yeah. why is everybody tripping? Once we get the property, you have a new title deed. What is the big deal? The title deed will have my <laughs> name on it. Why do I need the old title deed? <laughs> Because of the English inside of that OTP, please explain the conditions or the caveat, this thing that I want people to understand that you must, must talk about in the offer to purchase that we said, oh man. <laughs> oh, okay, then the did was, the is that legal document yeah. that is used as a proof is an evidence that you own that property. So yes. each and every title that you'll have, it will be, if you are a property owner, it has to be, your name should be written in that document. Exactly. And in the title, in the title, not all title did, but in some of the title did, there will be restrictive conditions. Yes. Let's oh. say, some restrictive conditions will say that in this, in this area, you know, mm -hmm. 
you can your external walls can be this type of color you know oh, they can say yeah. you can only paint white because you find if you go to the west coast you'll find that most of a certain area it just only yeah. you see only white paint yes. external wall this white. they yeah. they are they are they they are oh. they either tackled it and also yeah. it can even be there in the in the in the scheme in the in the land scheme of the municipality yeah. and secondly mm -hmm. a tackle did can also state that uh, you cannot utilize the property for business uses that you yeah. always find mostly you always find in a tackle did let's say you want to to have a, a consulting uh, type of a business in, into mm. the property so you you can't have that because your title mm -hmm. prohibits you to do that so for you to be able to operate that uh, consulting services in your property you have to remove that condition or yeah. else you'll be operating illegally Illegal. and but that's my point it's the old title deed says that now you get the new title deed and then you're rezoning why do i need to see the old title deed because remember, even <laughs> if with the new <laughs> even with the new tagged did, it will always refer to the old one. But you have to oh read it. It's goodness. always it will always refer that it will always have refer that in the, there will be a condition ah. that will say that the conditions that are in the old tagged did and those template uh, number there's a tagged number ah. they they still stand, oh. even though they don't even list them there. It, then it's for you as a buyer then to get access to the old title debt to see what were the condition if you find such condition in your new title debt. Absolutely. It doesn't mean that when you have a, sure. a title debt, new title debt, the other, the old title debt condition, condition they, lapse, they last, they carry over to the new title debt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, also because some of the restrictive conditions are very critical in that you can't use this part of the land you can demarcate it as part of your land but you can never mm -hmm. ever build on it because the municipality servitude passes through it mm -hmm. and you'll find that it's a big chunk which also constitute to that percentage of how much you can have of a house how big of a house mm. you can have. So some of the conditions are that critical. They are critical to the whole town or to the yes. whole community that you are in. Yeah. Oh, so yes. And so such critical. conditions. Okay. And remember when the, the, the conditions are there for the public, for the, for the, for the, for the public interest, you know, yes. to serve mm. the character of the area. So yeah. conditions like servitude for municipalities, those conditions, yeah. you cannot remove them. Mm. They are there for the interest of, 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 of the area and for the, to preserve the character of that area. So there are conditions that you can remove, there are conditions that you cannot remove. Yeah. Mm. And okay. it costs money to remove, eh? Yes, yes, it costs money to remove. So like every condition a, costs money. Yes, mm. for a servitude, wow. you need to get a convent. For a servitude, you need to get a convenience to remove that. For other, yeah. uh, let's say, developmental conditions, like building lines, because there are conditions that will say that for your building, strip building lines, you can have it, it's one is you've got five meters, then for a side, it's 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 one meter and all of that. So those, those are just developmental building lines that you can yeah. go to a municipality. We can submit an application to the municipality to remove them. Mm. And But however, it's going to cost you money to remove mm. them. Mm. Okay. Mm. 
Man, you yes. fed us. You wow. have fed us. Uh, you mentioned something Ooh. very critical. So town planners, just like your architects and quantity surveyors, there is a body that regulates um, your profession. And yes. has it got uh, professional fees where one can can go and look up what is the normal rate as opposed to what we are being charged? Yes, there is. We've got a professional board called South African Council of Planners, SECPLAN. So, yes, mm -hmm. that body constitutes all professionals that are registered under that body. Mm -hmm. So when you, okay. when you register, you get your registration number for you to operate. Mm -hmm. And also, also they, will have, they have a bulletin in their website that, um, that will also stipulate the, the, the professional fees for certain categories of, of town planners. You'll have okay. a, a, a technician and you'll have a professional. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's being categorized and based on as well the, 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 the number of experience years that you okay. have in the field. Yeah. Okay. That's wow. very important, right? Yeah. It, is. it, it is. really, really it is. is. Yeah. You, yeah. Man. So tell me, um, so you said developers, oh, town planners in private, mostly they assist the developers so that before they even develop a piece of land, they know exactly how much, how far they can go on that, on that piece of land. Can I, as a private um, property investor, also just find a town planner to evaluate my piece of land to see if it can it can fit certain things and do they use other professionals to make that decision um can you i didn't hear that question can you repeat it oh okay sorry i mean yeah. what i was going to what i'm asking is that if i'm a private uh private property investor can i also use a town planner to help me with the rezoning or to, in, in, in deciding how to go about developing my piece of land that I own? Yes, yes, you can use a town planner. You yeah. can, you can, it, actually the town planner can assist you with the rezoning application because remember yeah. before you, you build the land, the land is right, must be correct. So the yeah. town planner will assist you in, in that regard as well for for mm. that application to be approved i think that that is where our role is and then obviously once you finish the development then you head it mm. over to the real estate real estate will sell units so mm. that's mm. how we are mm. wow wow mm. that is awesome Ken, i am very full from this conversation I'm just totally too excited. Thank you so much, Kakuisa, for Ugu Kakuisa about the town. This is such an amazing you've added, you've added yeah. some richness onto some new developer yeah. that's going to be listening to this podcast. So this is incredible. Then I'm full. I'm, I'm yeah. educated. I can graduate yep. now. <laughs> I mean, uh, Katisa has shed light on some things. Wow. Like I've learned so much today, actually. Yeah. So, so much. And I hope it's the same for everybody else. So let's move on to the next segment of the show. On to the next segment of our show. 
magical feedback from our hosts, where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. So guys, we're going to give you our three takeaways as usual. Misa, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Can you start please? Because I have, I have to organize the, the many takeaways into one, two and three. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, the, my first takeaway was how she, how Katusa said that she first had to resolve her debt issues before she started property investing, right? Yeah. And why this was a takeaway for me is often I keep, I always think that I also went through a similar process before yeah. I bought my first property. All of us. I, yeah, <laughs> I had to resolve my personal finance drama and pay off my debt. And then mm -hmm. I got my property. I mean, I could have done both in tandem, but okay. the reason why I did that was that I knew one thing. I wasn't great with my finances, right? So I did not want to have an issue of I'm already not great with my finances. And now I'm having property. And yes, I have a tenant and the property is paying for itself. And then that money that I would have used to pay for the mortgage, which I'm very happy to say I've never really paid a mortgage. Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, that I would have used to pay for the mortgage. Then I just use it for everything else, like partying, clothes, etc. You know, so um, what I did, so I understood what she said. But the thing that really, really um, intrigued me was how she said, you can't change something if you are in denial, right? So I just, I that. also had, and I know you also went through this, right? Yeah, it was this I thing that I, I see so many people listen to this podcast and they go, yes, there's money to be made in property, but their purse, their relationship with money hasn't been sorted. Hasn't and the idea changed. is just that I'm just going to make money from property and somehow there'll be more money and that will solve my relationship with money, that yeah. making more money will solve all my issues. All Actually, my issues. No. Mm. Often what happens is that we that make is. more money and it brings our issues. It actually makes our issues bigger it because now we accentuates them. Yeah. yeah we problems. have more money to get into bigger issues now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Now and I can get into bigger debts than I could before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I, I think it's such a powerful, powerful message that that, yeah. that she gave about I listed all the debt. Yeah. You know, there's something about seeing it on paper, you know, in yeah. alphabetical order True. or in the order of its largeness or whatever it is. Yeah. When you see it on paper, including the rent, the cents at the end, yeah. you know, 150,210.99 cents. There is something about the yeah. power of seeing it, acknowledging the shame that yeah. sometimes you're angry with yourself as well yeah. And, yeah. And, and having to go through it. And it, it resolves itself. Somehow you, you tell this debt that I know you yeah. exist. I know you. I know. I know. You know, we have a relationship. I'm coming. I'm going to pay yeah. you. That was, that was <laughs> such a... I it love is, that. It is, and it's a weird thing to, to bring up within a property investment podcast 
but it's exactly mm. where it belongs. It's exactly where it belongs because exactly I think if sometimes what I see, and I think both of us have seen this with different people, is that yeah. I may not have resolved my relationship with money, but I'm yeah. thinking I'm going to run a property business. I'm going yeah. to run a different property business. Yeah. So what we do is, oh, I'm no longer going to do my crazy spending yeah. with clothes, with food, with anything. We're into property. We buy anything and everything. We don't I do know. the numbers. We don't do anything. Then we just buy mm. because we've got mm. the ability. Somebody has mm. told us that mm. we can afford this. So then we're just mm. buying whatever property comes on the market. Exactly. So I, so. yo, like yeah. I see that, you know, I, I see that, that a lot with investments and I think it's something to be very careful of. And then obviously how we justify that, we're not seeing it as the same issue. How we're justifying it is that this is a good debt. This is a good no. investment. And we no. hear that being thrown around all the time, right? Yeah. Good debt. And we have this impression that all property, as long as it's property, it's good debt. It's good and it's not debt. true, which is what we did in episode 61 to show that absolutely. this is absolutely, absolutely not true. That so I see that you take yourself everywhere, guys. You just take yourself everywhere. You see the beautiful house. Oh, my God, it's so beautiful. I'm going to buy it. Before it would have been beautiful <laughs> sneakers. Beautiful teens, but now you're just doing this on a larger scale. On a larger because scale. Because you haven't done the work. <gasps> Ouch, man. Oh, my Ouch. God. The truth, <gasps> the truth that I'm dropping here, it's such a truth bomb. I I, you, I love and hate it at the same time. That's, that's one of the biggest mistakes of property investment. When yeah. you think you are going to invest and you are going to milk this cow. Because also mm. property investment is a gradual wealth creation vehicle yeah. it doesn't happen overnight anyhow that's that's such a good snippet um then i i think we could even go home and shut the podcast <laughs> today. <laughs> all right let me let let me talk about one thing that um uh that Krista really helped us understand my takeaway about town planning is that there there are so many different departments that zone before you get zoning for your residence they you have to go through you know depending on the type of land you are in there's agricultural land there is rural land there is urban land and there are mm. different pieces of legislation that mm. actually govern those three divisions and for you yeah. to get um, a piece of land rezoned in an urban area, there are different things to think about. You know, the bulk of sewerage and water supply and traffic and whatever. But when you're talking about an agricultural piece of land, first and foremost, it was meant for food and subsistence. Now you are bringing a high-density building, like you're going to mm. build 50 townhouses. Now you've got the land reform and you have got town play, urban town planning to, to consult. Mm. There are all sorts of people. And if it's in Kimberley or Katu, for mm. instance, 
you've got now suddenly there was a mine, there used to be a mine, there are issues mm. of, of water and whether you can build on that land because there's been there's been a mine and it has been since shut off. So I thought, I thought that was just excellent, excellent yes. pieces of information that we need to know because people in different provinces will have different things to deal with. Yes. Yeah, we are in. I'm in Johannesburg. I've got just the urban legislation to deal with. The minute mm. you leave Johannesburg, there are other pieces of legislation that you need to be aware of. Hence, a piece Amen. of land as a piece of property, you're going to buy yes. it in January. But rezoning to make sure that you build that multi-led can happen. Mm. The rezoning on its own can pass in another nine months. Yeah. Yes. So consider that when you are investing. Consider that when you are investing and thinking, I'm going to take my children to school with this piece of mm. land, probably not. That is a long-term yeah. investment strategy when you buy a piece of land and depending on where it is. I, I, yeah. I, I, mean, I just, I really love that. I love, love this so much. Yeah. Okay, that, that was such great advice. Thank you, Mizo. Mm. Um, my second takeaway... <laughs> So this is going to be funny, okay? So yeah. um, my second takeaway, the takeaway is not funny, but the story behind it and why it caught me is funny, and I'll explain. So for any area to grow, you need investments, right? So what she was saying basically was for an area to grow, like what we're looking for as real estate investors is that you need people that are willing to come in to invest in the area. So the reason why this is funny is I keep seeing this image of how the West, the American West, I was watching a short video, a three minute video uh, by a band uh, online by, um, what is this? It's a company called College Humor. The brand is College Humor. Mm -hmm. And they were looking at actually how the West um, uh, grew like the American West that we know today, like your mm -hmm. California, all those places, how they mm. came to be. They were saying that actually, without women and especially without sex workers at the time, the West wouldn't have grown. Now, here, right. here's how smart these women were, right? Apparently, before them, it was just it was just mining towns. It was just a yeah. bunch of men coming to look for gold and other minerals, right? right. right? And that mainly gold, and that was it. And they were there to okay. mine for gold, and that was the end of the that was the end of everything. But then there was this demand where, like, they would even go pay to see a woman's undergarments. They would be charged. Without the woman, the woman wasn't there, just like the undergarments on their own <laughs> by another man being displayed. So, so I can't get that image under, out of my head, right? So women right. arrived and they were like, wow, this area is desolate. So we have some assets these men want. We can definitely yeah. be in business. We but can definitely make some money. Here's the interesting mm -hmm. thing. Did you know that it was the women that bought the land first in the West? They bought the land and then they invested in properties. 
And when men started seeing this and other people started seeing this, they saw that there were all these brothel houses and that was considered a sign of development and growth. And then they yeah. came and they built banks and the yes. women came and they built schools and women uh, built houses. Then women, because they, at the time it was considered that only women would want to shop for things, built the dress I bought the land to uh, to uh, build dressmaking shops, to build yeah. Uh, yeah. grocery yeah. shops, all these things like crockery shops where women would want all these things. And that's how the West was built because these women came, they bought the land. And it's very, very interesting to see how obviously over the years that has changed dramatically. Mm. But actually that that was a story I also didn't know. And they said like actually in the West, it was the women through the brothel houses at the time in the 1800s, believe it or not, who had the most money and who were the real estate investors and who owned a lot of the land. And but that's, that's so important how because the West so they did so they influenced the spatial development of those areas that is yes. so key so, right because they came oh. and then development came that's how then family started to come to the west so when yeah. she was talking that popped to mind because that's literally what she's saying about spatial planning and town planning and also i guess that's why the rural areas have been involved but also we're starting to see it how like by um you saw it in the village in my village in yeah, Umalanga, in right? like yeah. how like Ooh. just by having the big mall or what we consider the big mall like so much like has I was happened around me, it yeah. So much has happened around it. Yeah. So this is so, so important. Incredible. As soon as so you see incredible. businesses sprouting up, like within a space, the village where I'm from, you guys, has grown within a space of, like my dad was saying that in 15 years, he cannot, it's not the same place yeah. just because of that, that there were yeah. things, services and business sprouted up. So Basically, that always reminds me that that's what, since I watched that video and now that I listen to this, I'm thinking I will always have to remember that those are the signs of life and yeah. that's where you want to go. That's and where you want to go. That's where you want to yeah. go. And as female property investors, I think that becomes so incredibly important when you understand where your children are going to go to school, you understand yeah. where the nearest clinic is going to be, and you understand how to position where you yeah. also want to put your property because if there's going to be a clinic there's going to be nurses and teachers mm -hmm. that move into that school where are they yes. going to be so start thinking that way and people who yeah. have got an opportunity of of owning traditional lands like yourself Mangile, who come mm. from those areas that's how yeah. you need to be thinking about pieces of land so yeah. you ask the questions when you are visiting home. Is there a school coming up? Is there a hospital coming up? That's how there's actually a mall. There's a mall coming up. A whole up. mall. A whole brick mall. Yes, I remember when 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 I visited your house, that's what was coming up. And that's how you yeah. think of traditional land. Because what people do is they say, Oh, somebody said land is gold. They buy land. 
But you can't just buy land for the sake of land. And that's yeah. why we do this podcast so that when now you know, you even know the English to ask, what is the spatial development framework of our town? Mm. And do you know that you can find it on government sites? You can find it at Sapoa. There is an organization wow. that you can download those things. You must know your spatial development framework of your city. Eguruleni and city of Jobek are not the same. They might be wow. you know, close to each other, but they are just not the same. So that mm. for me was this, this has been such a golden podcast for me. I, 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 golden. I, really, I agree. Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate her so much. Anyway, yeah. that was my second takeaway. Spatial development framework. <laughs> and your own spatial development framework of your town. And wherever you are, there's gold. You are sitting in yeah. Rustenburg listening to this podcast. There's gold exactly where you sit. So don't be mm. getting formal of wanting to be in Johannesburg. Uh, there's enough yeah yeah right yeah this is very very true um i know that in the next town over uh from our village there's this whole problem that now there's a little college that is being built and now you see we are not a student place at all but this is bringing up some interesting things and I feel like we don't have student accommodation in my village. It's not, yeah. it's not that kind of place. Like if no, you're there, not. you've got family, <laughs> you mm. know, but this mm. is about the next town over, which is that last right? Or yeah. I don't know, maybe even, um, yeah. Oh, yeah so yes. I think it's round about bad blast, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And uh, they have some things planned there. But I mean, there are opportunities constantly. So when I go home, I'm constantly hearing about these new things. Obviously, I've been fighting the new mall pre the Property Magicians podcast. I'm sorry, I'm a hippie (laughs) at heart. So I've been on the anti-mall movement. I know. But now I know better. (laughs) So my my last takeaway was actually (laughs) the most obvious for me which was life-changing was that you need to see the title deed beforehand guys i'm sorry i'm going to admit and just come clean and say i have never seen the title title deed of any property that i bought beforehand right but Mm -hmm. i did not know better you know and i luckily for me it wasn't it i was buying residential property and it's only now with the third property which is um building that we were trying to acquire where this yeah. became an issue sure. and it was yeah. literally it's been such an issue that literally it's had to bring the deal to a standpoint because we have not seen the title deed and what's on there and yeah. i was still willing to go ahead with the deal so just listening to everything that was said today I really didn't think it was such a big deal because after all, there would be another title deed and the title deed would have my name on it. So I'm realizing that it is so important. So my takeaway is I will not make the same mistake again. Moving forward, I don't care if it's a residential property, a huge multi-let, whatever it is, I'm going to go and ask for the title deed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you need to know what are the conditions 
against mm-hmm. that title deed or a caveat that is against that title deed. That's such an important yeah. thing to bring up, Vangile. Um, so here's what I, I I wanted to talk about, which is something that Kakrisa, uh, if we hadn't had this conversation, we wouldn't have known. She she intimated that there is a new regulation for rural land planning. Yeah, mm. the spatial land for uh, planning for for rural for rural land use was never mm. really formalized. But look yeah. at this during the apartheid era, still it wasn't formalized. But what was formalized is spatial development planning for the for 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 urban areas and how they are going to keep black people out and blah, 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 and put them as far out of town as possible. Now, rural land is very interesting. Mm -hmm. And it is a pain point in our country because some of it is was never acquired formally and whatever. Now the spatial planning. So pay attention. Mm. Pay attention if you come from those areas where you can own traditional land. Pay attention and go and find that regulation. I remember someone in our podcast, um, Lebohang Libibe, she was talking about spatial development planning, and I can't remember what the number of the episode was, but very critical. And he kept saying, it's there in the the council somewhere. So this regulation for rural land Spatial planning is there somewhere. Go find yeah. it if you are interested in that because that becomes important. And all of us in this podcast, we're going to bring that that richness. Yeah. Um, yeah. In that we need to understand what it means to own rural land, what can yeah. be put on there, and what wealth lies in there. Yes. This podcast is about it's about exactly that. And we hope we're going to find you someone who can educate us about what that means to all of us. Yeah, we need someone. Actually, we've been saying this for a while, long time. This. Yes, we, we really, really need to act. We need we to have. find someone. So, guys, if you're listening and you are doing land development in the village, I yeah. actually want like Nizo and I have had a deep conversation on this we and do. my sister, too. Um, we are looking, we are going to get land. We have an idea for a project that we want to do in the village, right? But just apart from farming, I'm very, we're very interested in what is anyone that's listening doing property development in the village? Because Mm -hmm. there's a lot that goes on in the village, guys. We know this, you know, I see this. I live in the village, right? Whenever I'm in South Africa, you can find me in the village. There's a lot that is going on in the village. So let's have have a conversation. And you infected me with your village, with 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 your village particularly. Well, also Bumalanga is my favorite province. To be honest, you drive for a little while, you are already on holiday without without tiring yourself too much. But there is just so much happening. And the Mm -hmm. tour that I had of the village is just, I mean, um, (laughs) guys, I took Lisa on a tour around (laughs) the village. I was like, you have to understand why I'm passionate about the village. Yeah. It's not, there's gold in our villages, guys. There is gold in our villages. So we are looking for property investors in the village. So hit us up. So this is our little short advert for that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Let's move on to the next segment. Segment of the show.
Now on to the journey to magical expansion, where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. Hey, property magicians, welcome to Magical Expansion. So this is the part of the show where we ask everyone uh, the same questions. Um, I'm going to have Misa start us off with her favorite question. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Like <laughs> um, <laughs> please give us a book that changed your life. Um, it can be a business book, it can be in town planning, it can be in property investment, or just a novel, really. Oh, okay. It's in property. I think it's one of the books that uh, motivated me to, to get into the industry. Okay. It's, it's by Jensen Lee. I think maybe oh, you guys know yeah. it. <laughs> how to make yes, how to make money through property in South Africa. I think that's mm. the that's the book yes. I started reading, and yeah. it you know it 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 opened my eyes in in terms of of property, seeing it as an investment. Yeah, and also what are the processes that one has to understand when you get into this industry. So yeah. yeah, it's that book, and I always refer back to that book every time uh, I want to take a decision, even for this property that I'm that I'm buying. Yeah, you know, because every property has its own challenges. You know, okay. you can never say that I'm hundred percent know and knows everything that the deal house the deal is gonna go around. Mm, so yeah, so that's wow. a book. <laughs> Okay, awesome. Yes, we've had him. We've had him be mentioned on the show before. Several times, yeah. Serious? Yes. You guys get him. (laughs) No, we've got to get him on the show, but his the book has been mentioned. But yeah, yeah, we'll definitely work on getting him. Yeah, we'll get him on the show. You should. You should definitely. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. So what keeps you inspired? Oh, it's, you know, what keeps me inspired now at this point is, is the show that I do. It's, you know, giving education, knowledge, yeah. helping people. Yeah. I think that, that, that inspires me, you know, that yeah. I'm changing mm-hmm. people's lives, you know, every time. I would receive a message, a DM from somebody say, thank you, you know, for what you've shared. You know, it has brought okay. light to yeah. the decision that I was about to take. Yeah. So that yeah. inspires, that inspires me, you know, and yeah. being positive with life and, and always be optimistic for what, whatever mm-hmm. decision that you get yourself into and Absolutely. be optimistic about life as well. So that inspires me. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's, uh, wow. that's awesome. Yo, this is very important what you've just mentioned. Like this, it's, mm. in, it's important to realize that we have got the responsibility to share and there's very little competition. Really, really, really. I mean, pieces of land are so many in South Africa. So, mm. yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Tell me, Takusa, what do you wish you had known or done before you started your property journey? What 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 is it that you wish you had been told earlier or you could have done before? I think one of the things I think that I, I wish I would have known was that mm. you know a property investment is not an overnight success. 
כאילו, it's a long, you know, journey, and you need to be patient, and also, property, it's, it's, it's expensive, you know, especially in South Africa, you know, that even <laughs> before you get into buying a property, you need to have at least a deposit, mm-hmm. and also the fees mm-hmm. for your transfer attorneys. So those those, those are the things that I I wish I would have known, Mm. especially with my first property, especially Mm. my first property. So, yeah, it's, and also research, research. And it transfers... Okay, so one of the things that I wish I would have learned was that um, that property is not an overnight success. You know, yeah. it takes long to start to see the yeah. fruits of your investment. And yeah. secondly, that um, property is generally is expensive because remember, yeah. even when you when when you when you embark on that process of of mm-hmm. applying for a home loan. Mm-hmm. And, and getting that home loan, you need to have a deposit at least so that you can be in a better position to negotiate for interest rate as well as the transfer attorneys. Mm. You need to have money for that yeah. application to be processed by the, for, for the lawyers. And also that you have this house, it means maintenance. It, there's cost involved to it. You know, you pay the levies, you pay the, the rates and taxes. If it's in a complex, there's home body uh, levies that you have to that you have yeah. to pay. So and even for your general maintenance, you know, of the properties. So those are the things that I would have loved. Lastly, research, research, yeah. research, research. It's very important mm-hmm. that Absolutely. you do your own homework and not rely, not rely only on the real estate agent, you know, to give that information. Do your own research, mm-hmm. know what you're getting yourself into and be informed. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Wow, that is awesome. I love that. What do you, I guess this kind of ties <laughs> into that, right? So what do you still think you need to learn in property? I think one of the things that I need to learn is um, what is the right investment? What is a good investment? Mm. Because what are, what, mm. what, what are the, um, the right investments that will grow mm-hmm. yes that will that will that will grow your capital growth what is the right property to buy to grow your capital growth mm-hmm. and as well what are the cut what what are the categories of 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 properties that you need to invest into so that we can shortly starting to see profits out of that investment yes so there's That's a different so type of, of 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 investment yeah so those are what i still need to learn because it's it's you can buy a property and you think that you're going to make good money out of it mm-hmm. and then you realize that you're going to spend more money fixing it yeah you know than than actually getting wow. good yields out of that property Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm, Absolutely. Yes. Uh-huh. So let's get to the last question. Um, what property resource that is that do you use? Um, it can either be a podcast, it can be a YouTube channel or a book. What resource would you like 
um, a property investor or a potential investor that's listening to us right now that you can refer them to? What's your favorite go-to resource? Well, my favorite, honestly, um, I'm not so much big into reading, but yeah. what I do on yeah. a date, on a day to day, I always go to the web, to the internet, and okay. search for any, especially before. They always have these articles around um, property. You know, what is the right time to buy, and also mm. they will have like recently they had an article around midrand. You know, mm. why people are buying midrand, why the properties in midrand are, are, are growing. Mm. So those yeah. are the things I think it's important because it's, it's, it's an article that that's every day they pop out and it informs yeah. your mind. If you want to, 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 to take a decision, you need to understand what do you mean about the right time to buy? What is the best market? Mm. What are those things? And also the books, um, I, 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 I'm a big fan of Jensen Lee. I read his book. There's mm. another one. There's another edition that I've read as well. It's also about how to make money out of mm. property. So mm. I think the advice that I'll give to anybody that if you are passionate about property, you 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 are solely into this investment thing of property, then you need to start reading and getting information around the property industry itself. Yeah. You know, when you go to social media, you need to, you know, to get into um, sites where they talk about property, real estate, so that at least, you know, your mind can be informed and be lightened around mm -hmm. uh, issues of property and investment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, that's 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 what that's what I that's what I read. Awesome. Wow. So Kakusa, how do people get hold of you? Um also tell us your Instagram account, like your Instagram handle so that people can go and follow you for the classes that you do and the yeah. incredible information that you deliver. Okay, I have a um a social media page it's facebook it's called facebook instagram and also youtube channel yeah. it's called yeah. property talk underscore ah. okay. okay so yeah that's where people can find me and now and then i always post uh, videos around anything to do with property or traditional planning and also i do invite guests into my into my channel talk about things around also construction you know what is what is the building plan? Mm, you know, yeah. you know. Also, talk about quality surveying um, issues as well, like emerging contractors. You know, what are the challenges yeah. that we find? They find especially around the cash flow. So yes. that's where that's where you can find me. So now and then okay. also YouTube. I've said, I've mentioned that here. Yeah, yeah. Did. Thank you so much. Thank you. Because you've been such a blessing. Thank you so much. Mm. Thanks, guys. And good yeah, luck I with the Property it. Talk channel. Um, it is always, always a pleasure to, to share yeah. a stage with people like yourselves because different people hear from different people. Um, mm. And yeah, every source is very, very important. And Property Talk has never, I don't know if you had the same experience as Bangile and I, we just didn't find people who represent us who were talking about property. So we're doing yeah. very important work and please keep up the Property Talks. Yes, please. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> it was it's an honor. Such a pleasure. You know, to 
it yeah. was an honor for me as well thank you so much i enjoyed the conversation yeah let's thank keep doing the good you. ones oh. yeah thank you yeah. And <laughs> thank you thank you property magicians for tuning in once more we'll see you in the next episode, next episode. bye bye thank you for listening property magicians my name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as vangile makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Thank you for listening. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc, Doc Mum on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm the host of Property Magicians Podcast and I'm a property mentor. I mentor newbie property investors to help them to begin and to take action. Your journey into property investment begins with me from property registration, from property company registration to picking the correct strategy that suits where you are at. Find me on my inbox at Miranda at wealthy-money.com. Again, inbox me at Miranda at wealthy-money.com if you want me to help you start your property journey.